huge news, years in the making, my brand new book that my publishers refuse to publish, Money Matrix. Beat the money system and build generational wealth. Understand the three main ways that the banks productize you and make money from you. You'll be able to turn that system against itself, build generational wealth and multiple streams of recurring income. It's all at moneymatrix.cash. And if you're quick, the first few hundred registrants and buyers will receive many special bonuses from me. The brand new Moneymaker Summit three-day special event. Meet me at a champagne reception. Meet me at a multi-millionaire networking dinner. Go now, moneymatrix.cash. This is huge. Welcome to the Disruptive Entrepreneur Podcast. What does the word disruptive mean to you? It means going beyond the ordinary, going beyond the status quo. Not thinking in the conventional way, not just sort of following the herd. Disruptive means taking things up, you know? Disruptive entrepreneur is somebody who sees the problem and embraces the problem with a new way. Shake up and awakening. Quality will take care of itself and you'll go from being disruptive but also profitable. When you use your own reservoir of talent, when you love what you do, then you disrupt. Mix it up, change it up, and dominate. And now, your host, eight times best-selling author and double world record holder, Rob Moore. Hey, it's Rob Moore here, and I'm going to share with you nine disruptive predictions for 2021, mostly for entrepreneurs, seeing as it's mostly entrepreneurs who follow me, though there may be some lifestyle ones in here too. So prediction number one is we're going to soon move into tier 77 and lockdown 7.0. No, there is going to be no talk about lockdowns and tiers uh, and COVID, etc., unless it serves your business. That being said, I am very soon doing um, a, a live stream and a joint podcast with Dan Gregory, who's gone viral um, in this lockdown because he's got very strong views on COVID, lockdowns, quarantines, etc., vaccines. And we're going to focus uh, much on business related to um, the lockdown. And he's a big uh, research guy. So that'll be a bit interesting. A lot of people have actually been asking me, Rob, what is your real view on this lockdown, on how the government are handling it, on the vaccine, on Bill Gates, and you know, all this. And I'm, I'm 99% of the time keep my gob shut on that kind of stuff because it's, look, it's not, you know, I don't, I never wanted to be a guy that just, leveraged the COVID lockdown, etc., you know, to gain a load of followers. I just tried to stick to um, what I do. So lots of people have been asking me for my business predictions for 2021 and where, you know, where's the events business going to go and, and what is the future of entrepreneurship? Well, I'd like to take it at a higher level of abstraction and, and you know, go a little bit deeper. Uh, and that is that whatever human beings need, there will be a business model around it. So, you know, humanity's greatest problems, the world's greatest problem are entrepreneurs' biggest opportunities. Uh, You know, and of course, things in ecology and green um, business models and things that will help, um, you know, the longevity and lifespan of humanity and the planet. Those are great business model opportunities where you, you could create a fair exchange environment where you could balance really elegantly helping humanity and the planet and the world with a a nice tidy profit margin. And that really is entrepreneurship in its purest form. So um, whilst it's not one of my nine predictions, um, it's definitely a 9.5. But back to what do human beings need right now? Why don't you put it in the comments and let me know what you think human beings need right now? But I'm going to chuck some things out there that, um, you know, you might agree with. Um, I think we need connection. I think we need leadership. I think we need hope, certainty, 
think we need guidance. I think we need truth. I think we need trust again. Because I think a lot of these um, have been disrupted. I, I can't say that they've gone because, you know, we're only a, um, not even a year in, but I think that they've been eroded. Now, if you can use um, the creation of connection, which I think leads to hope and leadership and um, some of the other um, solutions of, of truth and, and, and meaning and certainty, I think you've got um, a great business. Why did Zoom do so well? Um, not just because of the convenience element, but because humans could connect when um, in real terms we couldn't connect. So I, for the last three days, I have been on for at least six hours a day this new app called Clubhouse. I was actually moderating in some rooms just now. Why does Clubhouse, let me know in the comments if you're in Clubhouse, by the way, put your um, username because I'm actually doing um, a Clubhouse room tomorrow uh, on, I'm, I'm extending these business predictions, put your username in there. Mine's at Rob Moore, at Rob Moore. Um, but Clubhouse, I think it is really working right now because it enables us to connect and Clubhouse can enable you to connect very closely with, you know, big influencers and people who are very successful in their fields. So, um, you know, what we've lost in this lockdown is tactile connection with human beings and looking in the real whites of the eyes and, the, you know, the physical element. So any business that creates connection, this is why our online events have done so well, because it's the next best thing to live events. So you create connection, you focus on community. Uh, I think you're going. that's a, a prediction of mine for 2021 is that if you focus on that, you will probably do well. Um, Jackie has said he stop censorship. Yeah, I think there's been a lot of that on the social media channels. But again, don't get me ranting. Just please don't. I'm, I'm easy to just chuck a hook at. Oh, get Rob on this one. Off he goes. Um, no, um, but I, I, I agree to a certain point. OK, um, now you could also use the media that create connection to your advantage. So you might not be able to start Zoom or Clubhouse. You know, you may not have the infrastructure or the experience, but using Zoom and Clubhouse um, and other um, online media to create connection um, between you and your clients, giving them more um, touch points with you, that could be big for you. Um, okay, so two is actually about Clubhouse. So um, Clubhouse kind of kicked off in a big way this December, um, December 2020, and it's kind of gone viral. And the marketing campaign is absolutely fantastic. I don't know if you've seen the FIRE docu documentary. Let me know in the comments. Give me a, a thumbs up if you've seen FIRE, F-Y-R-E. But um, whilst the product was bad, or it, it, the idea was good, but the execution was bad, and that actually turned out into some illegal activity, um, the viral marketing campaign was brilliant. Uh, and they used a concept uh, I call or I know of as anticipation marketing, which is marketing something in anticipation of, but you don't know what it is. Um, and this, this, um, the person who created this, the fire event, um, they got all these massive influence to just put an orange square on their social media. Was, What's this orange square? Everyone's got an orange square. What's going on? And you started to see in December, everyone, there was these little um, beige squares. Um, you have been accepted to Clubhouse. You are invited to Clubhouse. And everyone's like, what's Clubhouse? Oh, what's Clubhouse? Because, you know, not many people knew, but it was all there. Like, what's Clubhouse? Ah, what the go? And people were going mad. I believe that Clubhouse is going to be a, um, a big social media channel this year. Uh, the viral nature of the marketing has got us all wanting to be in and obsessing over it, which is great. I think it will probably normalize some way towards the end of the year. What's great about Clubhouse 
is that um, you can listen in rooms and be a sort of a voyeur via audio while you're running, walking, doing whatever. I've been building Lego. I've bought a 4,000-piece Lamborghini Scion. Lego is my new addiction. Entrepreneurs are always addicted to something, and I'm an addictive personality. And this Christmas, so I started building Lego with the kids to connect with the kids, and then the kids fucked off and left me with the Lego. I'm like, what? And then I got addicted to Lego. So, yeah, uh, for the last, what, four days? About six hours a day, I've been building my Lamborghini Cyan, 4,000 pieces, while listening in and giving advice in rooms on um, Clubhouse. Um, so uh, you've got to get in on it and you've got to try and um, get in there and figure it out and start your own rooms and build your own following. I've got um, almost, pretty much a thousand followers now in three days just from, um, you know, sort of floating around and testing this out. I've done two of my own rooms. I've got one coming soon, which I'll tell you about in a moment. Um, will it fly and be the next big thing? I don't know because its strength is you can listen voyeuristically while you're doing other things, but that could be its weakness as well. Because if you've got a thousand people in a um, clubhouse room, how many of them are actually engaged? Like you're watching this. Um, if, let's say you're watching this via Facebook Live because I might put it on my podcast, A Disruptive Entrepreneur, as well. If you're watching it, then you, you have to be engaged, don't you? You can't um, do other things really while watching a video, especially if you're holding the device in your hand. You can more with the podcast, travel and, and, and things like that. But usually people are quite engaged when they listen to a podcast because it's one thing specific for them. Um, okay, anyway, point three, because I want to get through the nine and um, do it in you know about 30 minutes, something like that in total. So I believe that there is going to be a resurgence of events later in 2021. A lot of people have been asking me, are events dead? Are they over? Well, is human connection dead? Is the desire for humans to get together, to network, to sort of feel the energy uh, of humanity? I don't think that's dead. In fact, I think that um, once the doors open again, I think that everyone's just going to be having sex on the streets and in, in, in the pubs and the bars and in everywhere you go. And we're just going to want to touch each other. Um, so I really do believe if you run events like we do, I think that you'll get a big upsurge in people coming to events, wanting to go to events. I'm not just talking about seminars. I'm talking about live gigs and experiences. It could be a sort of a, a mini staycation and vacation boom. I think, you know, I used to think sort of in lockdown 1.0, you know, when, it, when this is all open, everyone's going to go wild. But they didn't just sort of like, you know, um, yesterday it's closed today. All the floodgates are open. They sort of staged it and sort of ruined, really, our party, didn't they? Um, but as they get more lockdowns, I think I can sense the anger, the frustration, the built up, you know, um, um, loneliness and need for other things in life and to be able to do stuff. Um, Barry has just said he got a Nissan GTR Lego model for Christmas. I had a 750 brake um, Nissan GTR a good few years ago, Barry. I sold it because I never drove it. Um, I actually made about seven grand on selling it, though it cost me more than that to run. Um, yeah, love it. All right, then. So I do think that live events aren't dead. I do think that they're going to be huge. And, you know, a bit like that, um, there's been a little mini boom in the property market. Um, you know, I, I think there will be a, a mini boom in, in travel as long as the, the airlines and the holiday providers are still there. And I think there could be a mini boom in live events. Okay, I also think, as, as a, an add-on to point three, that there's going to be continued growth in online learning. So um, the great thing now is, I think, those of us that loved live events like me and had a live events company, we kind of got used to and st stuck in our own rutten ways 
of running live events. And I, I never really wanted to run online events because it's the connection, the rapport, the energy, the going for dinner afterwards, the going around everyone at lunch and sitting down with them and having lunch with them, getting to know people on a one-to-one basis. You can't do this at online events. But of course, I had to set up online events if I wanted to keep progressive growing through the lockdown and you know not just sort of burning cash. And as it turns out, live events have been great. We've been able to reach people in um, you know, more than a dozen new countries will be able to scale more globally, more quickly. I'm sort of building my brand up in America now. Um, so, of course, online learning has been normalized now, hasn't it? I think a lot of people probably wouldn't have done various things that they do now on Zoom, you know, Zoom quizzes and Zoom parties and things like that. So, now, you know, at the end of 2021, we may have both of those um, options available. OK, point four prediction. Um, disruptive predictions for 2021. I think there's going to be a property market correction and an economic correction. Don't ask me how much and don't ask me when, because I don't pretend to be an oracle. And anyone that said by how much and when, they're guessing. No one knows. Um, but I think everyone knows at some point there's going to be a correction in certain markets, you know, the overall economy, you know, the boom of Bitcoin, the boom of watches, Patek Philippe, et cetera, have gone wild. Um, uh, you know, and property is actually had a mini boom. Depends how you define boom, but you know, mini price rise. Who'd have thought that? Um, and you know, I think once you know, come January, I think that um, people are going to have to pay taxes that they were allowed to delay. Um, when furlough ends in March, um, how many people will actually be full time laid off? How much will unemployment go up by? Um, this when the stamp duty um, exemption gets. Um, released or taken away all of these extra things um you know the loans that have to be paid back i think that that could really clog up the economy and the property market now there being a, a correction in the economy you know or a, or negative growth or even recession two quarters um can you know one after the other of negative growth um that's not necessarily a bad thing that's often an opportunity to buy undervalued assets and um i have a ferrari testarossa uh, and um, that was 45 grand when I looked at them eight, about eight, nine years ago. Um, but I, I thought it was back then I had a Ferrari 430 Spider, and I thought it was too opulent to have two Ferraris. Um, that Testarossa went up from 45 grand to 180, 175, 180 grand. Uh, and then it, I bought it for 105, and I believe they're a bit more now. So, you know, prices do fluctuate. I think there's corrections coming. You know, when was the last recession? 2008. We're moving into 2021. So we're 12, 13 years into this cycle. And um, usually that sort of means we're more moving towards a correction. I think it could come in 2021. It could take longer. Actually, often booms and busts, people predict them too early and actually take a lot longer to play out. And of course, there's a million variables in the market. But I get asked a lot. So really... You can't predict when, you can predict what. Just be ready, basically. Be liquid to buy properties. Be ready to um, you know, be active in the market once prices start to move or change. Really, you should be actively viewing and getting properties in your pipeline now. Um, preserve your capital as much as you can. Get good relationships built um, and access to finance through you know, private and professional lenders. Hi, it's Rob here, interrupting you with something you may not know about me. I was one of the few people on the planet hand-selected by Facebook to pilot their new supporter program. It's a very small premium model where you can get exclusive content and advance notice or discount of new products and services. So this is what I've done for you. Not only can you get best discounts, 
for any training that we might run. Not only do you get notified first of any launches we do, we also do supporter meetups, supporter dinners, supporter WhatsApp groups where you have a, a deeper community. I do supporter only ask me anything. I do supporter only content and podcasts. We have a community of 2,500 supporters and I'd love to give you the chance to be one of those. I believe this is the best supporter program in the whole world. Find me a better one, but I don't think you will. So the link is bit.ly forward slash Rob Supporter with a capital R. That's bit.ly forward slash Rob Supporter with a capital R. I believe the gap between free content and paid content is getting bigger and bigger and bigger. There's a lot of free content out there that's maybe not that good. And for just a few dollars a month, you can get the best content on business, on entrepreneurship, on starting up, on scaling up, on sales, on marketing, on the mindset of being an entrepreneur. So go to bit.ly forward slash Rob Supporter with a capital R right now. Okay, number five, I think almost as big as the pandemic of COVID is the pandemic of fear. Uh, And when can you remember? I'm going to test some of you oldies. Give me some comments if you can remember. But when can you remember so much fear on a global and humanitarian level? Because, you know, I was in the recession of 2008. I had a business. There was fear, but it wasn't global. And there was, you know, it didn't affect children, didn't affect schools, didn't affect teenagers, didn't affect really people more in in many areas of employment. Of course, it did affect a lot of people too. But, you know, COVID has affected everybody on the planet. So it's a universal unknown uncertainty. And that breeds fear. And, And what I found is people just, this fear is just spilling out everywhere. Haters, trolls, critics. Um, punks, wankers, um, you know, your friends and family who just talk about it all the time and are scared and um, uncertain. So um, on a humanitarian level, this fear, and I think this means a few things. And thank you for the kind comments coming in, by the way. I see a lot of them. Um, so number one is you must inoculate yourself and immunize yourself from this mass fear. Because if you allow other people's fear on a, an individual, national or global level to I- impact and infiltrate you, you're, you're, you know, it's, it's the fight, flight or freeze. And it's usually the freeze, the overwhelm, the procrastination, the fear of doing anything in case it all goes wrong and you're scared and you want to ride it out and hide in the fetal position. Well, that's not going to get you anywhere. Um, all I believe the fear should um, spur you on to do is to find solutions um, and, you know, to create um, viable products and services, um, you know, that leverage these new pains and problems. Your clients have new pains and problems, or you have new clients um, who have new pains and problems. And when you solve them and you turn that fear into solution, you win as an entrepreneur. Um, and, and it's energy, and energy can be leveraged. So, you know, I like to use the analogy of a, a black hole or a star. So a black hole seems to pull everything in it. A star seems to shine everything and push everything out. So, you know, if you allow fear to become a black hole and all consuming and pull all this doom in like a a knot in your stomach, that's just going to be debilitating. Whereas if you use that energy, because the law of conservation of energy states that um, energy cannot be created or destroyed, only um, transferred from one form to another. So fear is energy. It's strong energy. It it probably has quite a a strong vibration um, and it can be transmuted into solution, into progress, 
into, you know, um, persistent, relentless action. I was on a clubhouse room today and someone said, hey, look, I sell high ticket products and I'm a bit nervous. Is there something, you know, is that wrong? Do you still get nervous? And I said, if you're selling high value products to people and you're not nervous, then that's bad because you should be nervous. Why? Because you should want to look after them and then not waste 10 or 20,000 pounds. So what do you do with those nerves? You turn those nerves into great customer service, going the extra mile, making extra sure that your products and your touch points, um, you know, and your packaging is really good. Um, so transmuting this negative energy into positive proactivity, uh, I think is absolutely vital. And that's what will separate the winners from the rest um, in 2021, I believe. Okay, I hope you're finding this useful. Please hit the share button if you are. I don't often, I don't at all ask you to share. Well, occasionally ask you to share stuff. But please hit the share button if you think this is useful. I think that, um, you know, 2021 is going to be a very strange year and a lot of people are expecting it to be better because it couldn't be any worse than 2020. Be careful because, I, you know, we could have many challenges to come. I don't think we're out of the woods yet, but it could offer us the best opportunities and it could retrospectively show us that 2020 was our greatest gift year. I'd wanted to scale globally for many years, many, many years. And to be honest um, and, and, and said with humility, business was never bad enough and always too good in the UK doing live events for me to, um, you know, go through the initial pain and challenge of setting up a global company. So I just didn't. And I said I would and didn't and said I would and didn't and said I wouldn't try a bit and said I wouldn't dip my toe in. Ooh, nice and safe. Oh, but the wood is a bit cold. Um, and then the lockdown made me do it. It forced me to do it. There was no other choice. I couldn't run live events. It, so it was like a free test of um, could I scale online events um, nationally and globally? And so um, as a result, it's been a great gift for my company and my community. Um, just um, so you know, I've not really told anyone this and we should be shouting about this um, because, you know, often companies like my my companies who promote events, you know, we're accused of promotion. Well, we are promoters. That's what we do. But, you know, we're accused of promoting you know, the dream and results and, and, and money and property and lifestyle, which uh, you can achieve, by the way. Um, but I, I don't often promote the good that we do, um, you know, on a humanitarian level. So we raised what? £20,000 for the NHS. Um, we raised another £10,000. I think it was for Mind Charity. Um, I did 26 calls between Christmas Eve uh, and the 27th of December um, for free to help people who are struggling and lonely. I spoke to a lot of struggling and lonely people on Christmas Day, for example. Um, I'm running or launching my very first Young Entrepreneurs Summit, my very first non-for-profit event to help um, young and underprivileged entrepreneurs across the world get a better financial education and start their business. Um, so uh, we gave a 1,000 um, one-to-one mentoring sessions for free um, and hundreds of hours of mastermind sessions for free when people couldn't come to our events. Um, and, you know, we just tried to do our bit, I guess. Okay, number six then on nine disruptive predictions for um, 2021. Um, someone has said fair play for sticking with the spikes. Yeah, well, I can't get it cut now. So, do you remember Kid and Play when the hair was like a foot long? That's going to be me by the end of this lockdown. <laughs> um, so I think the rise and rise of social media and communication platforms. Sometimes you think, oh, is social media saturated? Are some of the platforms going to grow or lose? Sorry, um, you know, um, the opposite of grow, recede, um, lose, share lose popularity. Well, I think WhatsApp's been busy. Facebook's been busy. TikTok has kicked off. Clubhouse has just kicked off. Podcasts are huge. And I just see more into 2021 
and the rise and rise and rise of social media and communication platforms, especially the longer we're in lockdown, because obviously online is really all we can do to communicate. So that means be on social media, market on social media, you know, make sure you're giving out um, valuable and regular content and don't hide from it and avoid it. Bring into your business model, into your verticals, your funnels, your conversion environments, your lead generation, etc. Um also, I think there's going to be a rise on premium platforms. So supporters got tested. I've run my supporter program now, what, for nearly two years. Got 3,000 just about supporters. Um, uh, Patreon is still massive. The stars feature on Facebook is being rolled out to more and more people. Shopify, Luminary, YouTube premiums coming. I'm launching mine in January. Um, so, you know, for many years, the, the bugbear about social media was that people were saying, yeah, you've got to put loads of content, daily content, 58 bits of content an hour, man, across multi-channel, man. Um, you know, you do that for years and hope that you get a lead. Uh, and, and, and it was a bit attritional and frustrating, and it was hard to justify um, against, you know, income-generating tasks. But now you just um, invest time into social media and get rewarded with all these premium features that you can either um, unlock or will, you will be given or, or everyone gets them eventually when they're rolled out. Um, and then you can now monetize your social media following. So uh, in my first year of properly monetizing social media, we did over a quarter of a million in revenue from my social media platform with no ads um, and no sponsorships. Um, and so we're looking to add, I don't want to run ads. Um, not that I'm against them. I run ads for my training company. 250,000 a month spend on ads for my training company. But I mean, ads on my social media, we never did any. And I got offered, by the way, to do ads for computers and social media platforms, and I turned them all down. Um, but, um, you know, now I'm at a critical mass. In addition to supporters and stars and Patreon and YouTube premium, um, there might be collaborations and endorsements and partnerships and sponsorships, um, et cetera. Um, so it's not bad, you know, 250 grand a year. I say this with humility, but that's not a lot of money to me. And it's certainly not worth me spending, you know, two hours a day doing when, you know, sometimes my training company will do 20 million a year. Um, but it's definitely a good test year because I like doing content anyway. Um, and what could that turn into? That, you know, that could turn into millions. All right. Number seven, then. Oh, I don't know why I did that, but I do like the horns. Um, and so number seven of nine disruptive predictions for 2021. Uh, is that I think, of course, many more businesses are going to get hit. Retail is going to get hit even more. Travel is going to get hit even more. Uh, and when I say hit even more, I mean, there's just going to be more and more stories, I think, of bankruptcies and insolvencies and, just, and you know, companies that go under. Of course, that's those stories have been very um, regular and recurring over the last few months. I think any physical location, especially high streets, is going to really struggle. I think unemployment uh, could rise quite significantly. Of course, that paradoxically creates um, leverage and opportunity online and non-physical location businesses. And of course, you know, we, we talk a lot, don't we, in my training companies about e-commerce and, um, you know, the, the, the life leverage lifestyle, if you like, and being remote and glo global and online and leveraging social media and communication platforms. Number eight, then. Uh, and number eight is the paradox of scale and the personal touch. So um, you've got an opportunity to scale quite dramatically in 2021 because there's more eyeballs on social. Social is more busy. There's more traffic and there's more engagement, um, even if sometimes those enga that engagement is critics, trolls, haters, punks and workers. <laughs> um, now, just remember as well, that's just an indication of the pandemic of fear um, and they're human beings, too. Um, so someone said on social media that I have a very small penis. 
Um, so just just recently, someone um, tried to accuse me of manspanning, and I think they meant mansplaining. Um, and I had to look up mansplaining. Manspanning doesn't mean mean anything. Um, I've been called, called a bitch licker, a dick rider, a motherfucker, a see you next Tuesday. And um, someone said that they wanted to cut off my head and boil it in a vat of piss. Um, yeah, and then that, they're, they're the compliments. <laughs> they're from the fans. Um, but, yeah, look, that's just an indication of uh, and boredom and fear. When you put boredom and fear together, O-M-G-R-O-L-L-O-L-R-O-F-L-O-M-F-G-W-T-A-F. Okay, but let me back to point eight. So point eight is, um, so you have the ability to scale now. You definitely do as long as you're not physically restricted by a, a location. Um, yeah, Cop Womble, been called that loads of times. Didn't even know what that meant. Yeah, Ellie's just said, typical day in the office it is for me. Yeah, very graphic it was. Someone clearly thought um, very long and hard about how they wanted to murder me, um, you know, and cut my head off and boil it in a vat of piss. That taken some time um, to do that. Yeah, um, indeed. Right, so um, as you scale, you lose the personal touch. That's just natural. Um, as you get more followers, more fans and your inbox goes mad. And I've always tried to stay really connected to all of you guys. And, you know, like I've got Liam uh, Carolan here who's just made a comment and, you know, Liam messages me every now and again and I, I respond to him when I can. And, um, you know, I've, I've got, um, I think I've passed a million followers now on my social media platforms when you total them up. So it's very hard to stay personal, but I think it's vital. Um, as you scale, you can lose connection with your followers, your fans, your audience, and their wants, needs, pleasures and pains, desires, what keeps them up at night, which makes you really good at positioning your offer when you know that. Um, so that's why I do loads of these one-to-one calls. You know, some people are like, Rob, why are you doing one-to-one calls? You know, when you know, you're mentoring and masterminding is 40 grand a year and um, you know, you're supposed to be you know, so rich and successful. Why are you doing all these calls? Well, number one is because I've retired again fifth time i have time and i think it's a responsibility from someone who's done well and got time to give back um i like helping people and i think that it will be paid forward in some way um but also um i think it's really you can only really help the world one person at a time like if someone buys your product or service you know they're gonna say if it's good it was good it really helped me it was great maybe even it might have turned their life around but you know, if you really help someone on the phone, one-to-one, got into the minutiae of the detail of their problem, or they were really struggling and suffering and you pick them up off the floor and help them, they're going to remember that for the rest of their life. And in fact, um, uh, someone was on social media a few years ago and he, he told this compelling story about his son who's disabled through negligence. Um, and I was just warmed to the story and I just gave him £3,000. Um, and um, he's been, he ended up becoming a client and he's been a follower of mine for many years and I was on a, a clubhouse room with him today and he remembers that and you know he was very moved by that and I think um the personal touch and the handwritten letters and caring on people on one-to-one and private mess you know when you get a new year's message which has clearly just been forwarded or copied to everyone on whatsapp okay fine but you know a personally written message which is clearly to you and not to a group I think that matters more and more in this world of social media and scale and noise and uh, you know automation so you know it's a paradoxical prediction that you're going to be out of scale but, you, but i think therefore those of you that have the personal touch more and it's worth the time by the way is worth the time because you change the world one person at a time and then nine disruptive predictions for 2021 number nine is your customers have new problems 
you need to find them and you need to solve them and you need to do it fast. And if you find your customers new problems and you solve them fast, you win and you profit in 2021. Um, but if you take time or um, you're slow or you procrastinate or you're trying to get perfect or you're holding on really for dear life, your old model, hmm, you could really struggle this year. So you've got to find out what the new problems are. This is, by the way, another reason why I'm very connected to the community. Now, I say that I can't reply to every message, and I'm sure someone on this live has experienced, you know, I, I haven't replied because I didn't see it or got filtered in spam or you know, I get up to 200 messages a day, and that's quite a regular occurrence across all my channels. But, you know, I can see Anthony Cope here who's uh, posting. I've definitely replied to him recently. I can see Natalie, and, you know, I, I reply and liaise with Natalie a lot, have done for, for many years. Um, so, um, you know, one of the reasons I do that, in addition to everything I've just said about personal touch and caring for your clients, is you are on the front line um, of understanding the problems and pains and challenges of your clients because they're telling you because you're solving them. And therefore, you quickly know when their problems change. So, for example, one of my clients said to me, I've, run, I've set up a retreat for a May, I think it is April or May. And we've got, of course, all the problem with the lockdowns and the quarantines and can they travel? That's a new problem because you know, never before have I had to advise a client um, on running their retreat, but they couldn't, their client couldn't actually get on the aeroplane. It's like, well, shit, new problem. Um, but when they bring you new problems and you find a way of solving them, you win. And, and your clients are like, wow, you're fast. And I'm going to add a couple of bonuses to these nine disruptive predictions for 2021. Speed, speed of implementation, speed of feedback, speed of learning, speed of um, action, speed of iteration, speed of pivot, speed of service. Um, speed of creation of the new products and services or, or the iterated versions that wins in 2021 slows you're slow you're dead you know due to the law of compounding you know technology is moving faster and faster and doubling at faster and faster speed um uh, and so you know you get rewarded for speed and penalized for, for being slow okay a couple of bonuses and these were actually from people who posted them on my social media now forgive me i didn't name the name for the first person but um, someone said um, eco ecological business models, um, you know, they think that that might be a big thing in 2021. I agree. And so I'll add if you at an humanitarian level serve and scale equally um, and you help the world solve the biggest problems. Like if you have a business that extends life by 10 years, that's a human problem. How do we live longer? And you you have found a way to extend someone's life by 10 years. You're a billionaire. If you can get us onto Mars safely, you're a billionaire. I mean, that's done. If you can reach 100 million people, you're a billionaire. Now, I'm not saying everyone wants to or should be a billionaire. You know, they're unicorns. Um, but it's just proof that if you can find ecological, scalable and humanitarian level problems, you have great entrepreneurial opportunities. And then Paul Charles said, a rise in 2021 of spiritual awareness, increased availability of truth, despite intensification of censorship and more empathy for fellow citizens. Um, so I'm just going to say that's my hope as well. Now, it's a bit um, of an ideology because do I think there will be a rise in spiritual awareness? Yes, because there has to be, because there might be a rise in fear and burnout and stress. Um, do I think that there needs to be an increased availability of truth? Yes. Why would that need be needed? Because there's an um, an an increased pervasiveness of false news and, and lies. Um, um, intense censorship, there'll probably be a kickback on that. So Parler, social media platform was set up and a lot of people um, moved 
from Facebook and YouTube onto Parler or actually got censored completely or banned from you know YouTube and Facebook and, and, and they want freedom of speech. And there was a lot of censorship, wasn't there? I mean, on Facebook, a lot of censorship through the election, for example. Um, and yeah, that, that opens up new humanitarian challenges. More empathy. You know, I think one of the great things um, that could happen in the world is that we have more empathy and compassion. I follow the Dalai Lama on social media. I've been trying for ages to get him on our podcast. We've had some responses from his team, but I haven't got the Dalai Lama on my podcast. But I'd love to have the Dalai Lama on my podcast. Although I will just say we've just agreed the um, the director of the Queen's Gambit. I'm really excited about that because we haven't had a big guest for a little while. Christmas and festive and lockdown. But the director of the Queen's Gambit, that was one of the Netflix series of the I'm really pleased about that. The story is amazing, by the way, um, of, of that script. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, but I, um, you know, the Dalai Lama talks about compassion and empathy. That's his main angle. And, and I think that um, there actually are now studies where you will live a lot longer um, by, if you're compassionate. And compassion is one of the things that um, seems to extend your life. And I think it's because um, you're not always in stress hormone mode, uh, you know, and bitterness, jealousy, envy, resentment, over competitiveness, etc. You know, they're, um, they're, they're, they're triggered emotions. You're in stress hormone mode. Um, and, and I think, that you, you know, um, hum, human beings aren't designed to always be in stress hormone mode. It's supposed to be very short lived because it's so intense and, and it seems to be very toxic if we're in stress mode a lot. Um, hey, look, you should do your own research on that. I'm not a scientist, but um, you know, I have been doing a bit of study myself. All right, cool. So hopefully you enjoyed the nine disruptive predictions for 2021. Don't go anywhere because I'm going to do a summary and a little announcement, which I think you're going to love and involves the clubhouse room. So my nine disruptive predictions for 2021 are and were human beings are yearning connection more than ever. So focus on connection and community. You'll win in 2021. The new social media app platform, Clubhouse, is probably going to grow on a viral level, but might normalize a bit later on in the year. Um, number three is the resurgence of live events again because of that connection and desire to be with people, but also a continued growth of online learning. Number four is a correction coming probably in the property market, the economy. Um, it may not be this year. It may take longer, but I think it's coming. So be ready. Point five is the pandemic of fear is often as big as the pandemic of the virus itself. So this fear is turning to anger on a humanitarian level, I think. Um, and we have to be careful that there isn't a big revolution. But you need to transmute that fear into productive energy and proactivity and not get sucked into it like a black hole. Point six is the rise and rise and rise and rise of social media and communication platforms sort of spurred on by the lockdown. Also, premium platforms like um, Shopify, Luminary, um, Facebook supporters and stars, YouTube premium and Patreon. They could uh, grow even more, I think, in 2021. Um, number seven, of course, I think there's going to be more businesses that are going to get hit and go bust, especially in things like retail and travel and you know business models that are completely closed and reliant on face-to-face. -face. Unemployment, therefore, is likely to rise. That's, of course, going to have equal upsides and downsides. Point eight is the paradox of scale, where you can scale more quickly with less friction because there's more of your customers online, um, but also don't lose that one-to-one -one nature. Make sure there's that personal touch as you grow. It's hard to do, but it's worth the time. And important point nine is your customers have new problems, so you need to find them and solve them, and you need to do it fast. Speed is everything in 2021. So I'm going to stop the podcast now. Thanks for tuning in on the podcast. And remember, if you don't listen to anything, you risk it.